Welcome to Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dom went from a life of organized crime to federal prison. There, God saved him and set him free. Soon after his release, he attended seminary and received his master's degree and is now the senior pastor of Desert Sky Baptist Church, where he serves with a passion for biblical theology right here in Casa Grande. Now let's join our host, Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dominic Romaldi here with Street Talk Theology, where we take theology and bring it to the streets. Uh, give me a shout out, Pastor Grimaldi at Gmail. This is a big day for me, for me and Pastor Michael, because we got our buddy back. We got our other co-host back, Ashuk. I got to get this right. Ashuk Mohan, Mohana Kamoa. How's that? Am I close, Mr. Ashuk? <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's not. Well, why don't you let us know how to say the last name? Yes, it's Ashok Mohanakumar. I was close, Pastor Michael. What the yeah. heck? <laughs> you can't blame a guy yeah. from New York. But anyway, we do have Ashok back with us today, Pastor Michael Teddy. Oh, nice to mm -hmm. um, and we're glad to have him. We were excited to have him. because. So um, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have Pastor Michael just let you guys know that he's around and say hello to you guys and have Ashuk just give uh, his, you know, introduction that he's back. And then I'm going to, um, I'll introduce the topic and we'll go from there. So Pastor Michael. It's good to be back. It's good to do this again. And um, so it's, uh, I mean, it's nearing the end of the year. God has been faithful and uh, very thankful. Um, bright news on my side is my sister got baptized last week. Uh, I got a baptizer, which is really awesome. And uh, our church was really blessed. We're slowly growing. We have more people coming. And uh, we're just uh, thankful for all the blessings that the Lord has been giving us. And, uh, you know, we've been faithfully walking. And now Ashok's back to doing the podcast as well. So God's been good uh, to us. And uh, we praise God for that. I'm really excited to have Ashok back. Ashok, what's going down, kid? <laughs> Yes, I'm really excited and uh, I'm all the more excited because now that I'm back uh, uh, on the podcast, uh, God has been blessing me a lot and a lot of good news and also the great news that I'm engaged now. And, uh oh, praise the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, praise God. Oh, yeah, Ashuk is engaged and, and praise the Lord for that. So here's our topic, easy mm -hmm. topic. We got an easy one today. Let your yes be yes. And your no be no. And I, I, I was just thinking about that. We were talking about, and we're not talk, we're talking about theology. So Ashuk, since you haven't been here in a while, um, mm -hmm. I think it's important to make um, declarative statements, no matter what our statements are, no matter what they are, they need to be concise. They need to be clear. And we can't waver on them. So mm -hmm. our resident theologian, Mr. Ashuk, what are some of the things today, and, and we already know, we don't really rehearse this stuff. So, we, so if you hear us <laughs> thinking a little bit, it's just because we need to think. But Ashuk, what do you think are some of the things today that people are wavering on, that people are not making uh, declarative statements, that people are not holding to, to uh, sound theology? 
One of them I know in the in the Southern Baptist Convention is should women be pastors or not, right? I mean, that's one. And recently our church has voted to leave the SBC. And that was one of the reasons why, because, you know, I believe the Bible is very clear in in, in First Timothy, I think it's chapter two, that that woman should not be pastors. They have roles. And, and we discussed this, Pastor Mike, on, on a number of occasions. But Ashuk, what are some things that you see um, in the church where people are not making declarative statements, where um, where we can um, be more concise, so to speak, as a church or as a people of God? Yeah. Um, we see that lack of clarity or the haziness is something Satan has used all the way from Genesis. Uh, did God really say so? Uh, is what Satan asked, uh, uh, asked Eve. And we see how that has been the nature of uh, deception all throughout. Has God's, does, God's, uh, does God's word really say so? And we see this a lot in church. We see uh, this in several places, including the one that you mentioned, that uh, we have this whole confusion of women pastors. Is, this, is the Bible really clear about it? Uh, then does that mean women are not valued in the church? All these questions... Um, whereas the scripture is pretty straightforward and Paul repeatedly makes it clear uh, that is an office uh, for uh, men and not for women. And apart from that, one thing that I found very fascinating is it is possible in this, at least in the city that I live in, that I can take uh, 10 different churches that are completely different in the way that they function. One might be a charismatic church, another might be a brethren church. Um, the third one might be a reform, uh, not a reform church, maybe the third one might be a, uh, uh, independent, a different kind of a church. Or I can take 10 different churches, open their website, go to the section that says beliefs and read through it and completely agree with it. And many a times it's because it is the bare minimum or it is the, the kind of words that they use would really not mean much. I mean, it is very open to interpretation. Right, And I've seen uh, brothers and sisters who are stuck in unhealthy churches and then they try to come out of it and they state their doctrinal differences. The church would listen to it and then go, oh, that's what we believe in too. They would, they would just agree with it. So, And uh, these kinds of things happen because many times it feels like churches just sometimes they, they just make up their belief on the go or they do not really know what they believe in. So whatever seems right at that moment um, becomes right to them or uh, whatever works uh, for them is what they uh, adopt uh, at the moment. So, yeah, so doctrinally we see this a lot. Uh, so critical race theory and uh, social justice movement was another example of that. Uh, what does the Bible really say about justice? There's the word social, there's the word social as well as the word justice in Bible. So social justice has to be biblical. That's a kind of hermeneutics and interpretation that we were saying for a while. Um, that and uh, yeah, so and uh, the necessity of coming to uh, committing to a local church and uh, serving, uh, you know, being submissive under to the elders and all those kinds of things. Um, homosexuality is another topic. I think the church is again uh, has been compromising a lot on uh, the whole array and spectrum uh, that we have there as to do can they be same sex attracted or does it just mean that they shouldn't. Uh, practice celibacy and can continue to have feelings or does it mean that Christ completely kills those feelings uh, so yeah the haziness is in uh, various different uh, 
uh, you know, areas like that, Josh. Yeah, so, uh, Pastor Michael, our topic is let your yes be yes and your no be no. Thank you, Ashuk, for that. Uh, Ashuk gave a lot of good examples. Anyway, if you go on our website in Desert Sky Baptist Church, if you think there's anything wrong, you got to blame Ashuk because he does it. So <laughs> we, we know that our statements are declarative for sure because Ashuk ain't going to let us get away with anything uh, wishy-washy. But... Okay, so Pastor Michael, here's my question to you. Why can't we just get along? Why is it so important? Why is this theology so important? I mean, isn't really it's about love. I mean, shouldn't we get along? Do we have to be really that declarative? I mean, you know, do we have to really dot every I and cross every T? Is that is that really necessary, Pastor Michael? Yeah, I, I think that uh, love mandates that we be clear because uh, it, it would be a very unloving thing not to uh, be clear on what is morally right and morally wrong. Um, it, it is the most damaging thing in the church uh, because the one thing that Satan wants to blur is the fine line between what is right and what is wrong. As long as he can do that, I mean, going back to what Ashok was saying in the book of Genesis, when Satan tempts Eve and he asks the question, did God really say He's trying to blur the line of what ought to be and ought not to be. And as much as the enemy tries to do that, I mean, and even in the temptation, you know, when Jesus was in the wilderness and Satan tempted him, the temptation was always on the lines of blurring. You know, and he quoted scripture. I mean, uh, you know, throw yourself from the cliff and the, the angels will carry you. And, you know, less, and your foot will not strike and so uh, when, uh, when the enemy of our souls is in the business of blurring the lines between right and wrong, we are mandated in scripture to preach the fine dividing line between what is holy and unholy, with, between what is righteous and sinful. And uh, I mean, the cross ultimately is the symbol of that exchange where God takes our sinfulness and gives us his righteousness. And when he does that, in order for us, in a, the fundamental step of coming to faith in Jesus Christ is recognition of sin. Without recognition of sin, there is no repentance. Without repentance, there is no conversion. And it is through, it is through the recognition of sin, the repentance of sin, and turning away from sin and looking at righteousness and putting our faith in Christ, that, that is salvation, that transformative effect where our hearts of stone are replaced by hearts of flesh, where, we are, where the law is taken and written and inscribed in our hearts. I mean, all of that, I mean, what does the law being inscribed in our hearts look like? I don't think it looks like vague, uh, you know, this must be, it's not a vague lovey-dovey feeling, right? It's, a, it's clarity that comes to the heart. And, you know, if we go, go, Jesus never minced words about this, right? He said, uh, adultery is evil. But I tell you that even if you look at a woman with lustful intent, you have committed adultery in your heart. If anything, Jesus was in the business of taking a clear law and making it even more clearer so that there is no space for us to escape that clarity. And so as theologians, our job in faithfully preaching Christ crucified is to unashamedly 
and boldly stand before the congregation and preach the truth and preach it with the clarity that the scripture gives and brings and and pray and hope that the lord uses that to bless the people but hey at, at, at the end of it we know that the cross of jesus christ is foolishness to the greeks and an offense a stumbling block to the jews so we know that it's going to have all sorts of effect on the people who listen to it but that never stopped jesus from doing what he did the apostles from doing what they did and they paid for it with their lives none of them died because they gave a uh, watered down truth all of them died because the only way to silence them was to kill them the only way the world could silence them was to put them to death and we live having inherited that heritage that's that's our inheritance our our men and women who've bled and died who have not compromised on truth and spoken it with clarity and that has changed to the course of the world and taken the gospel to the ends of the earth everything that we do today in watering down the truth and making it vague is a compromise of what is at root our very foundation in the faith so that's ashuk i got something for you see michael uh, pastor michael triggered something watering down the truth so now we're talking about capitulation that you yes be yes or you no be no So Ashuk talk to me about doctrine. Now Michael's talking about truth, right? And like so I want to hear from both of you on this. Theologians talk about exegesis and hermeneutic and and things of that nature. You know, you don't want to just take verses and 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 make them say what they want because now you're watering down the truth. Right, Pastor Michael? You know, so one of the yeah. things that we can capitulate in is a reading and teaching of scripture um and we know that all three of us have been in some way form or another in teaching roles as you guys taught before obviously and and you uh, teach regularly and I do so as you in the in the context of let you yes be yes and you no know, be no why is it important to understand scripture in context exegesis knowing the the you know we're just all over the map with this but this is i think a fair question is it not a shook yeah it it very much is it very much is even going back to genesis again this is the third time today but uh, when satan questions eve what satan asks is uh, when the serpent questions eve the question that the serpent asks is did god say, say so right is that what god said so it matters what god said uh, what is the word of god and what does god mean when he says something and um, given when we look at the scripture the way the scripture presents itself uh, through god's revelation um, it is important that we know what god has said through it and not just uh, merely try and understand it in it, it, it in our context what matters is god's context so reality um, is um or truth is what god uh, truth is reality as god perceives it right and that's a truth that we have in our hand and it's it is important to know that the context of that truth is not me not my situations not what i have been through uh, in my life 
So my life and my experiences are not the lens that I use to understand scripture, but quite the opposite. The scripture and the objective truth that it provides is the lens that I use to understand my life and where I am at and what God is doing in my life. Um, hence, it is important that we understand scripture in its true context uh, to make sure that it's uh, what we see is what God is trying to tell us and uh, not me trying to, uh, you know, what we call it, I suggest this. Uh, right. Uh, it, it's not, it, it has to be exegesis. We want to expound the text and see what God has to tell us uh, instead of putting our ideas into the scripture. We don't have the truth, hence we go to the Bible. So it will be pretty ironic if we try to put our ideas into the scripture uh, rather than, uh, you know, uh, actually drinking off the well of the truth that scripture provides. So, uh, Pastor Michael, how important, you know, as we're on this, and we'll close on the scripture thing, and we'll come back again, and we'll keep this yes, be yes, and you know, be no, for a couple of more, a segment or two for sure. But why is it important for you as a pastor to do your exegesis to understand the culture um, that is it that the original audience is hearing the text? And again, I don't know. I pray that churches, pastors and elders are doing this. Um, but why is it important for you, Pastor Michael, and the church that you serve in for you to do your exegesis? And why is that important um, to you as a pastor and to the people that you're responsible to for? I think the primary reason the primary reason would be the fact that God decided to preserve his truth by writing it down. Of all the ways in which God could have preserved his truth, um, oral tradition was not the primary route. Um, you know, uh, Twitter was not the primary route. Uh, the technology <laughs> was not the primary. I mean, uh, that was not the tools that he used, but he he wrote it down. You know, and uh, it, it was re anyway. I think it's been a year since uh, I've started preparing lengthy sermon notes for all my sermons, just so that I can upload it and the people of, and the church can really go back and take those notes and read it again and again. And even for myself, it's been a blessing, right? I can I can preach, I can write it down, then I can always go back and I read it and and it refreshes my mind and and there. And I and I remember thinking, you know, there is a sense of finality when you write something down than when you just say it. So I put it this way, whenever I write my sermon notes and I put it online, it's the kind of sermon that just keeps on preaching. In you know, writing down something is something that just it, it never ceases. It it continues, it stays long. And God decided to write it down. That's number one. And writing it down meant that it is a literary book. That God, you know, if if you if you're going to listen to something, uh, there's a certain way you listen to things. There's a certain way you, uh, you know, you listen to the tone a person speaks. You listen to if they are angry or they are soft. You listen to if they are happy or they are sad. The emotions of the voice are important to the message that is being conveyed. I mean, if you just speak monotonously. You don't know whether they're happy or they're sad or they're crying or they're, you know, you, but there's a certain set of tools that we by default use to understand what is being said within a context. And that context is who is speaking to whom, 
uh, what are the emotions in that was it an angry message was it a soft message was it a loving message in similarly when you come to the text when you come to a literary text there are tools that you use to help you understand what is being said and with any literary book what we are trying to do is understand what the author's intention is right we want to understand what the author is trying to say and the basic tools we use to do that is to understand who is writing it when are they writing it to whom are they writing it what is the context in which they are writing it so i i, I use the simple example for the church where i say if if anybody found a letter that i wrote to my wife they are only going to be able to understand that letter well if they understand me my wife my relationship with my wife and what i am trying to convey a lot of things will make sense and so the when god wrote it down and he wrote it down through men who wrote it over centuries we know the scriptures are inspired they are written by human authors but they are inspired by god they were carried by the spirit as they wrote these words and these are as second uh, timothy 3:16 says all scripture is breathed out by god and so we know this is every word of it is breathed out by god so there is a context in which god expects us to learn this study this understand this and so the effort of exegesis is to do that is to get to the heart of or maybe even i'll put it this way the fundamental belief of biblical interpretation is that there is an interpretation there is a truth that the text is trying to say and it is a lie to say that the bible has so many contradictory interpretations that's just not true the intent is always what does the author have to say what is the context now it can have a lot of applications it can have a lot of foreshadowings it can have a lot of connections between the new and the old testaments it can have a lot of those but they are all literary elements but the fundamental meaning of the text can be understood we can know what the bible is saying for sure that's the heart of exegesis it's the belief that we can arrive at the knowledge of what the bible is trying to say and so that's why it's important for for us as pastors to take the bible and not teach our opinions out of it because our opinions just don't matter but to teach what the text has to say what god has to say we are messengers who carry the very god breathed words to his people and so we want to do it with as much clarity as we can you know i i and we only got a couple of minutes on this segment and we're going to come back with let our yes be yes and you know be no because i think there's an array of things like ashuk said we can we can expand this and we will over the next you know a couple of shows maybe but you know i was thinking about um and we only got a minute here you know i think the problem is ashuk i think we've lost the fear of the lord and i'm not saying that in in a way that we cower um that's not that's not my point i think that we've almost and we might have to carry this over i might have to close out but i i i want to i want to i'm going to carry this over to ashuk in the next segment because we've almost become like uh nadab and abihu and maybe that's my next thing let your yes be yes your no be no but i want to 
I'm going to probably close out this segment in a minute, but I want to come back with Ashuk and talk about the holiness of God. And, and maybe that can light a fire for the people that listen to Street Talk Theology, especially in a leadership role, because something happened in, in Nadeb and Abayu when they went into that with the censor and whatever they did, whatever the, however that was done at that time, they did it in, a, in an aloofness. They did it in a, just like a whole hum. And that's kind of a, a, probably not a good word, but just when you get behind the pulpit, when you're doing a Bible study, when you're speaking to the people of God, we're speaking in the stead of God. Now, I'm not saying thus say the Lord. I mean, we're not, you know, I know pastors. In fact, Alistair Begg, when he preaches the Bible, he stands behind the pulpit. When he talks about himself, he steps away from the pulpit. You know, just the, he's wired like that. You know, he's when he believes he's speaking instead of God from the scriptures, he stands behind the pulpit. And sometimes you'll see he'll go off because he'll speak like Alistair Beck. So the holiness of God, the preaching of the word. And I think we've lost that. I'm going to close out in this segment and then I'm going to get back to Shuk and Michael. And I want Pastor Michael and I want to hear on that if that's OK. Street Talk Theology, Pastor Dominic Romaldi where we take theology and we take it to the streets. God bless. Thank you for joining us for Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. You can visit Pastor Dom at Desert Sky Baptist Church at 891 West Corson Road, Casa Grande. And for more information, visit us online at www.desertskybaptist.org.